Hi, welcome to Table Read, the show where I, Aloni, armed with the power of pure cringe, painstakingly craft stories for a vast, indifferent, and judgmental internet. Look away now, before you die of secondhand embarrassment. This week, I read my own Star Trek episode. You have been warned. center of an ocean. A single small fishing boat fights against a massive storm. Lightning strikes the water and heavy rain flows sideways, pushed by powerful winds. A foot stomps into the water, quickly filling the boat. A strong, confident man with a smile on his face and tattoos on his chest tears his shirt off and plugs the hole at the bottom of the boat with his ripped shirt. Lightning strikes the mast of the ship and it begins to fall. A fire breaks out at the base of the mast. The man pulls a bucket from the floor and puts out the fire. Hot steam, strong wind, and cold rain falls in front of him. As the storm picks up, the captain jumps into the water with a rope in his mouth. He ties the rope around the top of the mast under the water. Lightning strikes only a few feet from him. He climbs into the boat and ties the rope to several ropes around him, using a makeshift pulley to lift the mast back to its original position. Muscles rippling as the sound of rope almost tearing blares. He nails the mast together as the storm comes in stronger. Suddenly the whole ocean shakes. The room vanishes as the captain falls to the ground. A grid at his back, he stands up and speaks out loud. Computer, what just happened to Holodeck 3? Nothing. The captain stands shirtless in the holodeck, picks his badge up from the floor, looking at his ripped shirt. Bridge, what's happening? They're back, captain. Beam me up, there's no time to waste. The captain appears on the bridge, still wearing his holodeck clothes, soaking wet. Sorry to interrupt, Captain, but the drones don't seem to keep good time. How many are there? Three drones, sir. They're moving too fast for our torpedoes to reach them. The captain walks over to the back control console, where an ensign is manning the weapons. I need your station. Captain, there's no time to explain. The captain uses the controls, pressing various buttons and switches. This isn't something I can explain quickly. He looks up at the monitor. Outside in space, three torpedoes fire in the opposite direction of the drones. It seems as though he's missed. But suddenly the torpedoes stop moving early. The drones fly directly into the torpedoes, exploding instantly. The ensign is shocked, not knowing that was even possible. I used to do that back on the Titan. Sorry for my clothes. I was fishing. The ensign takes back their controls as the captain walks across the room. Scan for any trace of where the drones came from. I expect that we won't find anything, like the last four times. I'll be in my office. The door shut and the first officer, an older-looking Vulcan woman, looks to the room. Do a full sweep this time. There might be something we haven't picked up. I need to talk to the captain. The captain adjusts the dots on his collar and places his badge on his chest. That was completely against regulation. Teleporting onto the bridge, shirtless, using an ensign's controls. The captain presses a button and a vent blows air drying off the water from the holodeck. This is a scout ship, not some pirate ship. 
Just because you're a captain doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. With all due respect, Commander, you're not an admiral anymore. If I'm in a sonic shower and the ship is blown open, I will melt the metal together myself if it means it could happen faster. Things might be slower out on your exploration and science missions, but in the Romulan wilds, things are different. That could have been 12 cloaked ships waiting to strike, or some aggressive aliens the Romulans didn't brief us on, or a Borg cube beaming on board. I knew taking time off was going to be a problem. Relax. Jason, we're all under a lot of pressure. Just breathe and take it one step at a time. Trust your crew. A captain delegates. They don't get their hands dirty unless there's lives on the line. Lives were on the line. No, they weren't. That was three drones. We didn't even lose 1% power to the shields. Maybe you're right. I'm always right. That's why I'm here. The captain walks out to the bridge, shirt on, with his hair perfectly in place. He walks up to the ensign. It was out of line for me to use your controls. I'll explain the plan next time. Uh, yes, sir. The captain sits in his chair. Now let's scan for traces. They gotta be out there somewhere. Sir, you can go back to the holodeck. Nothing should happen. No, if the drones are still out there, I can fish later. As he sits in his chair, a light flashes on his armrest. Captain, we're receiving a message from the Loki. On screen. Admiral, we have a new mission for you. Suddenly the ship shakes. What happened? In space, several drones fly at full speed on the outside of the ship. The ship takes fire and the drones explode. There's nothing left but smoke. We got them, Captain. Good. You were saying, Admiral? While they are speaking, outside, through the smoke, come even more drones that fly directly into a massive dish on the outside of the ship. The screen goes black. Fuck! Title plays Star Trek Fenris. Interior conference room. At the front of the conference room is a large table with several high-ranking members of the crew seated. The engineer, first officer, security, doctor, and ship's counselor. The captain is standing in front of a large screen with various files on it. Lucky for us, before the relay was destroyed, the Loki sent all of the files for this mission. It appears that the Loki wants us to capture a wanted criminal in this sector, known as the Hollow Man. A picture of a silhouetted figure in a trench coat appears on the screen. In the back of the room, far behind the table, two ensigns stand together. Doesn't this seem a little small? Should a scout ship like us really be capturing fugitives? Shh! Apparently, he has stolen data from all across the Federation. From what we can tell from the transmission we received, he's using an experimental portable hollow emitter to conduct his business remotely. Our job is to intercept it at a meeting and steal the emitter. Any questions? Why am I here, Captain? This seems like an away mission. The Fenris' stealth systems were damaged when we lost the relay. So while we do repairs, I need you and Engineer One to go take the Viper. We need you to make the away team seem like a standard Romulan crew. All we need is a master pilot. That's me. I'm going to go on away, Missing Jerry. Finally, recognition. Um, not so sure about that. Ensign Cherry Sulu. The room turns to look at the two friends standing at the back of the room. Zaki, the woman who was excited, is now furious, but holding it in. Cherry, the one who wasn't sure, is now incredibly happy. Yes. Yes, sir. The three of you will fly down to the planet, infiltrate the meeting, and Engineer One will short out the emitter. After you retrieve it, return it to the Loki at the rendezvous point. After our repairs are done, you should be able to redock with us soon. Dismissed. Yes, yes, sir. yes, sir. Each crewmate leaves as Cherry, Zaki, and Engineer Owen stay behind. 
as soon as the door shuts. What was that? I'm the best pilot, why are you leaving? I don't know, Zaki. Maybe because I'm a master strategist, and the captain probably needs you on the ship in case the drones come back? Bullshit. Engineer Owen walks up in front of the two of them. If you're done complaining, I need Cherry to come with me. Zaki storms off and leaves the room. Don't worry about her. She's got other stuff to do. I really don't care. Interior classroom. Talk show music plays loudly as a montage of rooms on the ship plays. It's Zaki's log. Zaki walks in front of a floating camera. Hey, Zaki here, and welcome to Zaki's log, the only unofficial recording deep in the Romulan wilds. I'm here with Dr. Arturo Diaz, jack of all trades, botanist, chef, terraformer, husband, sorry fellas, and teacher aboard the starship Fenris. An attractive Latino man, Arturo Diaz, walks into frame. Hey, what's up, people? There's an awkward pause as he looks more and more uncomfortable on camera. Uh, hi? Zaki speaks from off camera. What do you do here on the ship? Oh, um, Arturo writes himself. I'm a scientist, unofficial morale officer, and I, uh, I teach all the kids on the ship. Why do you think the captain didn't give me an away mission and gave it to Cherry Sulu instead? Arturo's smile fades. Wait, what? I thought this was supposed to be about the class. Just answer the question. Meanwhile, in space, on board the Viper, a captured Romulan space shuttle shoots out of the Fenris and speeds into warp. On board the ship sits three passengers. Ensign Cherry Sulu sits in the pilot seat. Dr. Malekinaris, a Romulan, sits next to her. And Engineer Owen-1, with his robotic limbs, sits in the back of the shuttle working on some technology. We're almost there. Are you ready yet, Owen? I'm done when I'm done. Don't mind him. He's just an asshole. I prefer the term perfect machine. Doc, since we're just sitting here and you're a trained therapist, don't you think it's unhealthy for a Betazoid to want to be a robot? Um, I think we should stick to the mission. As Owen works on his device, he gets more and more distressed. The more parts I change, the faster I get, the more efficient. The closer I get to becoming completely robotic, the happier I am. Why would I want to be a Zoid? Headaches? Feeling people's emotions? Why would I do that? He breaks a metal frame with his bare hands as oil sprays out. This is a very unprofessional conversation. The monitor beeps as the ship enters the atmosphere and begins to land. Good. I don't have to continue this. The planet is filled with smog and a heavy rain floods down as the hangar door opens. Owen pulls the device out and turns it on. This should detect and shut off the emitter if we get close enough. How close? 300 meters or so? The files say the meeting should be in the bar nearby. The three officers walk dressed in civilian clothes across a dark and gloomy city. Different alien species of unknown origins move around and interact on the street. Interior bar. The three officers walk inside to the sound of club music as they look for the hollow man. The scanner beeps as the number lowers. Two figures stand at the balcony above the dance floor speaking to each other. Cherry points and the three officers race up the stairs. The hollow man and his contact run down the hall and jump out a window. Cut them off! Owen leaps out the window, his robotic limbs unaffected by the fall. Cherry and Neris turn back and chase them on foot. Exterior alleyway. As the rain pours, the hollow man speaks in a deep disguised voice to the contact. Get out of here. Hold them off. I can't leave. I don't have an emitter. Stand still. The hollow man points a device at the contact, and suddenly they disappear, revealing that they were a hologram. The hollow man sends a signal on his tricorder to send them away. 
He throws the transmitter down and pulls out a phaser, causing suppressing fire at our heroes. You don't know what you're doing. He fires at a pipe, filling the alley with smoke. Owen looks into the smoke, through it with his glowing eye, but not seeing the hollow man. He fiddles with his device. The hollow man sneaks up behind him, phaser in hand. Suddenly, Cherry shoots him in the back and he flies backward. Owen's machine activates and the hollow man disappears, turning into a small device as it falls to the ground. That wasn't a normal hologram. On board the Fenris, yet again, Zaki's log plays. Zaki's log! Welcome to the Med Bay, the nerve center of any starship. I'm here to talk with renowned Dr. Nashka Dolly. Dolly stands over an injured man, blood on her lab coat. Zaki, this isn't a good time. Zaki moves her camera over to the man who is screaming. Am I gonna die, Doc? Oh, God. I just... I just have to... She uses a phaser to shut a gushing wound and injects something into him as he coughs up blood. <coughs> I'll come back later. Zaki walks away but keeps the camera on as it hangs backward from her hand. The man passes out as Dolly saves his life. I can see the light on your camera. Turn that shit off. Oh, sorry. The camera deactivates. Meanwhile, in space on the Viper. What the hell was that thing? Owen is fiddling with the emitter. I don't know. Some kind of living hologram, maybe? You shouldn't be messing with that thing. You might have damaged it when you shot it. I'm fixing it. How can a hologram be alive? This wouldn't be the first time. It happens. Very rarely. But they could never leave a holodeck before. Owen hits a switch, and suddenly a man appears in the shuttle. The holographic disguise fades away, and the familiar face of Robert Picardo from Star Trek Voyager appears. What is the nature of your medical emergency? He blinks, and yells, Fuck! You've made a terrible mistake! I have to go back to the underground upload. The three members of crew are shocked. What do you mean, underground upload? You don't know anything, do you? I'm a Starfleet officer, or I was until the ban. Now I travel the galaxy and save holograms. Owen presses a button on his machine, and it begins to activate. You have to let me go. I need, I need, I need to... A laser shoots into his emitter as he begins to fade. You have to save them. He begins to fall over and fades. Don't trust the Loki. The emitter falls to the ground. What the fuck, Owen? He's a criminal. He'll say anything to trick us. Turning into an EMH? Come on. You fell for that shit? I don't know. This isn't what we were told. We should call the captain. We can't. The dish is broken. We're supposed to turn this guy over to the Loki. Owen grabs the emitter. Then what are you waiting for? Let's go. This doesn't seem right. We are Starfleet, and a criminal just tried to get in our heads. I'm not falling for that. The Loki will know what to do. Are you seriously going to believe this asshole? Cherry... He may be abrasive, but he isn't wrong. We're going to the Loki. On the bridge of the Fenris. Zaki's log! Commander Gork, a terrifying beetle man, stands eight feet tall, with goo oozing out of his mandibles. Yes, how can I help you? You're in charge of crew management, right? That is one of the things, yeah. I run a lot of things on this ship. You know, not a lot of people know what security actually does. It's quite interesting. I'm going to stop you there. I just have one question for you. Why wasn't I assigned on the away mission? Suddenly a monitor shuts off 
and the captain stands in front of it. Interior captain's office. Can you explain to me why you're bothering my crew, Officer Zaki? I was just using my freedom of the press to find out the truth. You know, I thought that this extended log thing was a fun way to boost morale, but clearly this isn't the position for you. What are you saying, sir? Effective immediately, you are no longer allowed to do your show. But freedom of the press. You are an officer on a top-secret scout mission. I shouldn't have even let it get this far. Before you take away my freedom of the press, please answer one question. Did you give Cherry Sulu the job over me because of nepotism or because of her skills? She lets go of the camera hiding on her lap and it floats up to the captain's face. Ensign Sulu is one of the best fighters and tacticians on the ship. I didn't want to give her the job because of her name. I did it because she was more qualified. Besides, before you start getting so jealous and childish, I actually liked your show. The captain turns the camera to point at her. You are a grown-ass woman, an officer, and you're acting like a child. You are suspended, off-duty, until I decide whether or not to transfer you off this ship. Zaki looks shattered. She hands him her badge and walks away. Yes, sir. You may be right about me, but the ship needs my show. The truth is necessary. She walks out of the room. Helen, the first officer, stands in the doorway. She needed to hear it. She's young, impulsive. She really did deserve that spot, but I need her here. You made the right call. The show's a threat to the security of the ship. Most of these officers haven't seen a real fight before. Not like us. Is there anything to report in the drones? They keep self-destructing if we get a hold of them. If I were a gambler, I'd say they're tracking us. Are the stealth systems fixed? They're functional, not 100%. The captain stands up. That'll have to do. The captain walks on deck. Activate stealth systems. Shut off all transmissions and non-essential systems. Anything that could be used to track us. Interior hangar. The Viper lands on board the Loki. The Admiral walks up to the crew. Anything to report? Neris looks at the Admiral. Nope. Pretty standard. We used Engineer 1's device and, uh, and took the emitter. Good. I'll bring it to one of our labs. It should be invaluable in finding his true location. Yes, sir. The three officers walk into the mess hall and eat together. I don't know if we can trust them. If the Hollow Man really is a living hologram, why lie about him? He probably doesn't need us to know. I may hate him, but he's usually right. Don't listen to him. The look in that hologram's eyes. You can't simulate that kind of pain. If you want to look around, we're not involved. I still don't know how I feel about all this. I'm going to the lab. Cherry walks away. She's emotional. She's angry. And she'll do something stupid. I thought you didn't care. Neris gets up and follows Cherry. Owen continues to eat and looks back at them. Meanwhile, on the Fenris, all systems are deactivated and the crew sits silent. A long pause occurs as the ship's lights and hallways are empty, waiting for someone to strike. Drones begin to appear and attack the ship's stealth systems again. Evasive action. How can these things still find us? Several decks below, Zaki is holding another camera walking around the ship. Welcome to this special episode of Zaki's Log. I've been put on leave for not being a sheep because I was a little jealous and childish. But this show deserves to exist. It needs to exist. Wait, Zaki is holding a small screen to view through her camera. She zooms in behind her to see lights on. The lights are supposed to be off all over the ship. Shh, 
This is the kind of thing journalists are made of. Zaki walks down the hall as her camera follows. In the room, an officer is speaking to the admiral on screen. Good job calling the drones on the Fenris. I need them on their toes. Yes, sir. You've proven yourself useful. There's a transfer in the Loki going through soon. Sometimes you have to get your hands dirty if you want to maintain control. Admiral out. The screen shuts off and the officer turns to look at Zaki, who hides behind a wall. Back on the Loki, Cherry and Neris walk into the lab. Hello? Is anyone here? We have questions about the emitter. They round the corner and see, trapped in an electrical tube, the doctor screaming in pain. They run up to him and turn the power down. What are they doing to you? They wanted... They want... They wanted to know if I felt pain. They want the underground. Neris deactivates the cage and the doctor falls over. Cherry helps him stand up. How are you hurt? Your body isn't real. When I'm in my emitter, I'm just as real as anyone. If it's destroyed, I die. Why would you use it? Wouldn't it be better to be in a hollow array where you can't get hurt? I have an oath to maintain. Do no harm. But I also have to keep the others safe. They're so young. They don't understand what they are. More than just buggy code. A Starfleet officer enters the room and pulls out his phaser. Let the device go. We need to understand it. We need to find the others. They're alive. This is wrong. The officer fires his phaser at Cherry. Her arm is stunned. Nara shoots her phaser at the officer. Both sides take cover. Two more officers enter the lab, firing stun-setting phasers at a full blast. Cherry drops the doctor and pulls her phaser out with her one good arm, blind firing above her. Neris is shot in the back and falls down. Neris! One of the officers stand over Cherry. She fires and blasts him to the ground. Another one enters the room. What, what, what should we do? I have to get to a terminal. The doctor runs in the back of the room. As the officers shoot him, he connects to the terminal with his emitter, uploading more holograms hidden inside the expanded emitter. Shots destroy his form as he starts to fade away. Just as he's about to fall over dead, three officers are attacked. Owen pushes one across the room, kicks the other in the face, and shoots the last one with his own phaser. You were right. We have to leave now. The computer speaks. Upload complete. The doctor falls unconscious and disappears into his emitter. The group race into the Viper with the doctor's damaged emitter, shooting officer after officer until they reach the shuttle bay. The Viper flies off the ship. Sir, the Viper has left early. Fire on them. But sir, they're our own people. I said... Fire. The Admiral shoves the ensign and fires wildly at the Viper. The Viper takes evasive action, taking blow after blow, just as they are about to be destroyed. Decloaking in front of them is the Fenris. Horns play. Back off, Loki. This is the Fenris. Your Admiral is a criminal. I have proof. Fire everything we have at them. Crush them. The crew turn to look at the Admiral, and reluctantly power up weapons confused. On the view screen, footage of the Admiral plays. Sometimes you have to get your hands dirty if you want to maintain control. Admiral out. The message repeats over and over again. He has willingly attacked another ship to cover his own ass. He attacked my officers. Lay down your weapons and arrest the Admiral. The crew wait to see what the Admiral does. He falls to the ground as his first mate enters the room. Shut down weapons. We have to sort through this mess. Are you all still alive? We're okay, Captain. Requesting to board. Open the hangar. The doctor reactivates. Did I... <laughs> did I upload 
The holograms? Owen holds his hand as he slowly fades away. You did, Doc. You saved them. Good. I hope this isn't the end. I have more patience to see. Owen holds back his tears and shuts down the emitter. Yeah, Doc. They're waiting for you. The doctor disappears, possibly forever. What just happened, Owen? He's gone. He was real. I could feel it. The ship lands and the credits play. Star Trek Fenris. When the credits end, the first mate and Admiral speak. Sorry, sir. I had to make a good show. I understand. You have to keep up appearances. What happened to the Fenris? It looks like they were rewarded for taking you down, sir. Did we get the holograms? The doctor's presumed dead, and he sent them right to us. The Admiral sits in his cage on board the Loki. Keep me posted, acting Admiral. Yes, sir. The end. Wow. You actually listened to an entire Star Trek episode I wrote. Sure, it's only 24 minutes, but I can't believe you listened to that. Thanks. Bye.